The next seven episodes of The Picture of Wealth will be part of a seven-part mini-series. Welcome to episode one, Unlocking Financial Wellness, Strategies for Success. Thank you all. Uh, and I would like to know, just out of curiosity, I'm uh, my office is in Kelowna, British Columbia, but I'm actually located, my house is in Salmon Arm, so I commute to Kelowna. But uh, I'm in Salmon Arm today in my home office. But where are you guys uh, and, and ladies? Where are you? I'd love to uh, I'd love to see in the chat just some places just to see. Here we go. Vancouver, Ontario, Coquitlam, Halifax, Calgary, Thornbury. Awesome. Florida. Florida just snuck in there. Red Deer, Calgary, PEI. Great. We're all across the country. We're even into the south of the U.S. So that's very cool. And I thank you guys for uh, participating in the chat. Uh, this is this is again a topic that uh, is near and dear to me. I've been in practice for 18 years. I've experimented with many things, which you learn about, and I'm happy to uh, to share all those ideas, the good, the bad, the ugly, and what has worked. Bernadetta mentioned three strategies. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna up it and make it uh, a little bit more value add and get seven in today, because I just think that there there's some quick strategies and then there's some longer ones we're gonna talk about. And you know, again, what what are we doing here? Have you ever felt like you're trying to get somewhere, trying to get somewhere in your financial life, personal life, your career, and you are spinning your wheels and, you know, maybe not getting where you, you want to be. Uh, and you ever considered, you know, I, I want to spend on this, but maybe I shouldn't, you know, and have you ever explored why you think that you shouldn't spend that money? And again, we're talking corporations today, but ultimately we're talking about your wellness. and. Again, I see, you know, it's, uh, I wrote it down, 59% of you are incorporated, 27% of you are thinking of incorporating, and some of you are not sure, uh, but I'm sure at the end of this conversation, you are going to be much more in control of that decision. You're going to maybe know when to incorporate. Uh, you know, maybe if it's not now, I'm going to give you some some markers to look for and to know when to. So if you're considering a law corp, if you already have one in place, or uh, you're near retirement and you're thinking about an exit, I definitely uh, will be speaking to all those things. I'm going to back up uh, for a sec or for a minute. I've got uh, a little story where, you know, my incorporation started uh, eight years ago. And again, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't a very fun time. We had some serious fertility issues. We were building a home. I uh, I just had my partners tell me that uh, I wouldn't get my name on the sign. And uh, I was at this coffee shop. And again, there's uh, five of us or five other gentlemen that are part of what we call a mastermind. And we meet once a month and uh, two own a collision repair shop. One owns a tech company and one's an accountant. And we were talking and I was saying, you know, I think I might leave my law, my, I might leave my financial partners or my the practice that I was in. and you know, we were brainstorming on the idea and the, you know, the, all the things that could happen. And it, it was, again, his name is Steve. He would be what we consider the most conservative person of the group. And, you know, he looked at me and he just said, you know, based on what you've said, I think you got to leave. And so that was literally a moment where I walked, you know, two blocks over, I leased a place uh, that I'd been watching and I just thought I got to do it. Uh, and I learned a lot and I, I decided to leave the firm and what a, what a scary experience yet extremely rewarding. And after having sort of eight, nine years of being incorporated, uh, I spent a lot of money. I've learned a lot. I've studied a lot. I've met a lot of good people that have 
helped along the way, but they have helped me build some of these tools that you're going to hear today. Second story I have is about a small boy in uh, in his house, and you know the dad come home from work, and you know he comes in the house, and he the boy says to him, uh, "Dad, can I borrow fifty dollars?" And he says no, and the son you know kind of goes about his business, comes back, and he says, "Hey, Dad, um, how much do you make an hour?" And the dad you know kind of annoyed is like, that, "That's none of your business." And so the little boy you know waits, and he goes, "No, well, like." How, how much is it? And so the dad says to him, you know, okay, I, I make $100 an hour. And so the kid goes you know, away and he comes back and he says, okay, dad, can I really borrow that $50 again? And, and, and the dad gets mad this time and says, no, you know, now you know how much I make and now you're trying to, you know, take my money and no. And the boy goes to his room, you know, kind of upset. And so the dad's sitting there thinking, I wonder what he so later in the night, he goes back into, you know, the boy's room and he, he's got 50, the dad has $50. And so he says, Hey son, you know, maybe I was a little bit harsh. Like here's the $50. Uh, what do you need it for? And the son lifts up his pillow and he's got some other money crumpled up there. And he, he adds the $50 to it. He looks at it and he says, okay, great. I've got a hundred dollars now. Can I buy an hour of your time? And obviously, there's there's a punchline to that story of when we're entrepreneurs and when we're busy professionals going about our business, it is easy to sort of get focused on the things that you maybe thought were important at some point in your life, but maybe you haven't recalibrated you know, your own goals. So that's what we're talking about. I took that risk eight years ago. And for any of you who are already incorporated or are retired, what we're talking about today is getting more life. And that video couldn't be more and you know, more pressing. I didn't see that video before, and I commend the lawyers financial team for putting that uh, about practice, practicing living. And that's what we are really talking about today. So the first, the first thing I'm going to talk about is something called a life clarity summit. Now, what is the life clarity summit? This is a tool that we use to at the you know before we're even talking about corporations because we need a we need a mindset we need a foundation that we can work from to then implement some of the things I'm going to talk to you about. The Life Clarity Summit is I'm just going to make this bigger so you're not going to see me for a sec. But the Life Clarity Summit is a really simple way to check in once a year and say how am I doing and what do I need to focus on. So at the bottom of the pyramid is your financial plan. And the financial plan could be as simple as us having this conversation right now. You're talking to a professional, uh, you're brainstorming, you wanna know three things. Where am I going? So what are my goals? You wanna know your BAM, which I'm gonna talk about in a minute, which is your bare ass minimum expenses. And then you're gonna wanna know about your financial dashboard, which is a really simple, on a piece of paper, write down your life insurance, or write down your insurance, your investments, your real estate, your loans, and those are your basically your financial. That's your that's your speedometer. That's your financial picture. So if you get all that in one page, you're ahead of basically forty percent of most Canadians. So that makes up the financial plan. You need to know where you want to go. You need to be talking about it. The next layer up is your risk management, and this is where you know if you look at the goals or where you want to go, and something gets in the way, let's take care of that right now. So this is what happens if you pass away. What if you got disabled, critically ill? Do you have a will? health insurance, disability. And the one that's in bold in the middle is personal health, leisure spending, and solid relationships. Now, 
This often isn't talked about by financial planners, and it is something that's, uh, you know, I think extremely important because if you've sacrificed everything and you don't, you know, take care of those things because you're so focused on your, your practice and your work and you don't look for efficiencies to free up time to keep up with the hobbies you have, you've got a ticking time bomb for when you turn 60. And I'm going to talk a little bit about that later. Now, moving up from risk management. So we've got our plan, we're managing our risk, and then we're going to move up to accumulation. This is where we're going to start building things. This is where we're going to start saving for retirement, buying real estate, paying down debt, maybe you know saving for the children's education if that's applicable, and building up an emergency savings. And the one piece that's in there that's also bold that is a massive cavity and again, I've, you know, I have over 1100 lawyer clients, and then I've been in practice for 18 years, I've definitely seen people do it right, and people do it wrong. And people who are extremely, I'll call it rich in money, have extremely bad mindset when they're retired. And what that what that's from is a long sort of life of not being aware or not being intentional what you put in your mind. Again, I'm not going to get into sort of the, the politics of but if you're constantly taking in negativity, if you're constantly around negativity, think of a person who works in a, in a factory, constantly around noise all the time. Why do they wear earplugs? Because they have hearing problems when they're older. So thinking about not just your physical health, but also your mental health when you're younger affects how it's going to be when you're older and your outlooks and your values and your decisions and just your overall perception of how things are going in your life. So this is where we're going to accumulate things like um, again, knowledge, courses, relationships. And the final is, you know, you know, for lawyer, if you are near the end of your career and thinking about selling your practice, this is the pre- this is the preservation zone. This is where we're going to try and keep the value of your practice as high as possible. And then you're going to talk about estate planning, you know, at the top of the pyramid. And that is estate planning can mean a lot of things too. It doesn't necessarily for you know, estate planning lawyer listening, uh, you know, you thinking documents. And, and the good ones, uh, I know there's, there's a number of you out there. The, the estate planning is passing on your knowledge, the knowledge of how you live and how you, you know, have become successful, passing that knowledge on to the next generation. And that's the Life Clarity Summit. And when you look at in a year, I do this every September. I just simply put check marks by the things that I've already got taken care of. Yeah, I've got a will, check, got life insurance, check. And what that does is it makes it easier for me to see what I need to focus on in the next year. I put question marks or exclamation marks on things that maybe have changed, but you're trying to get a 15 out of 15. And for most lawyers who aren't near retirement, you're trying to get a 13 out of 13. You know, how is my mental health? Well, how do you know if you get a check mark? <laughs> Just ask yourself, ask, ask your partner or your spouse, how do you think my mental health is? And, you know, are you intentional about what you put in your mind? 